I began to ask myself the question, what is the basis of rights? It is to achieve protection. So what is the basis of protection? The basis of protection is to preserve childhood. Is childhood preservation. We must be committed. You know, because at the end of the day, when you talk about rights, your rights must achieve protection for children. When you talk about protection, where are we going with protection? Because protection is not an end in itself. It must be aiming at something. If protection exists for the sake of protection, then, then, then why should we be committed to it? Why do we need to protect children? Why? We need to protect children because we need to preserve childhood. So this is the question. Why do we need to preserve childhood? Because life rises and falls on childhood. Childhood is the foundation of life. They call it, they call that period formative years. Maya Montessori says in those years, children have what we call absorbent mind. They absorb everything. Maya Montessori tells us that for us to work with children, we must study that institution called childhood. She made us to understand that, look, whatever you do to a child does not go to the memory of the child alone. It goes to the soul of the child. Now, where is the soul? The soul is the seat of our emotion, of our, of our, of our will, of our mind. Montessori tells us that everything we do to children goes into their soul. So why do we need to preserve childhood? Therefore, we need to preserve. When we preserve childhood, we preserve societies. We preserve communities. We preserve the heritage of humanity. That is what we do when we provide pro, preserve childhood. But this is the problem. Many of us that are now saddled with the responsibility of preserving childhood do not know childhood. How come we do not know childhood? Because we ourselves, we did not experience childhood. Our childhood was stolen away from us. When that childhood was stolen away from us, we assumed adulthood thinking that we are the best of childhood. Have you heard people say that I have become who I have become today because I was beaten? My father killed me. My mother killed me. They tied me. They beat me. Um, so I would not have become who I have become today if I was not beaten. That kind of statement is called Stockholm Syndrome. You are saying that the reason why you are who you are today was because you were dehumanized. You are saying that the reason why you are who you are today was because you were beaten. How can that be? That in itself cannot be their parallel. You don't become anything by dehumanization. Dehumanization is nothing but negative reinforcement. Negative reinforcement, ladies and gentlemen, does not achieve positive behavior. Negative reinforcement achieves negative behavior. Now let me tell you something. When you tell me you are who you are today by virtue of who you have become, you are getting your life by who you have become. And when you are talking about who you have become, you are talking about the things that you have achieved. I'm now a teacher. I'm a principal. I lead an NGO. I lead an organization. I'm now a bank manager. I am a president of a country. All of those things don't define you. They are who they are what you do. Who you are is the integrity of your soul, is the content of your character, is what you do before many options that are before you. That is who you are. That is why people become leaders. They are thinking that what makes them leaders is being voted into office. Unfortunately, being voted into an office does not make you a leader. It only gives you an opportunity to display your leadership qualities, your humanity, your humaneness, your understanding that you hold everything 
everything you hold in life in trust for the blessing of other people. That is why you are a leader. But when you do not understand that, you know, you, you, you begin to say that you have become who you have become by your positions in life. And you are not, gov your life is not a totality of your positions. Your life is a totality of the content of your character in life. And so we don't understand that you, that you say you have become who you have become. You know how many times you want to say yes and you said no. You know how many times you want to say no and you said yes. You found yourself in difficult situations and you are not able to stand up for yourself, not able to stand up for your children, not able to stand up for your wife, not able to stand up for your husband. You know a lot of times you are a shadow of yourself. You know sometimes you cannot think straight. Sometimes you cannot even bring out the best thoughts. You know you have been in one spot for so many years and you are looking for a way forward and it appears there's no way forward. You know the things that you are dealing with, but you join the society to make this outlandish statement to say that I have become who I have become because of the way I was raised. So that was the challenge today, ladies and gentlemen. The challenge is not with what is child rights. I think everybody can discuss that. The challenge is what is it's not with what is child protection. I think anybody can discuss that. The challenge is not that how to protect our children in school. I think anybody may understand that. The challenge really is that people whose childhood were stolen from them are now saddled with the responsibility of preserving childhood. That's a crisis. And so when we talk about child protection, it is not a technical issue. It is a human issue. It is not a technical issue. It is who we are. So the other day I was going to train a school. They said, put it online, put it online. Let them go and I said, we can put it online. As a matter of fact, we have some online. I said, but you see, it is important that we have a heart-to-heart -heart conversation with people so that they understand what the issues are. You know, today we talk about corporal punishment in school. Ladies and gentlemen, you can, if, from today to tomorrow, you can talk about corporal punishment. It's not going to solve any problem. Because the people you are talking to about corporal punishment were themselves beaten. And they have come to accept beating as the way forward. As a matter of fact, when, it, when they are not beating a child, they believe that genuinely, they believe that the child is spoiling. Something is happening to the child. The child is going to lose his destiny or her destiny. So when they beat children, they beat children out of cultural belief. A commitment, as a matter of fact, when they are beating children, they believe they are helping the children. When the child dies in the presence of beating the child, they think that that's a case go wrong. That is not an, a, any lesson to them to say that children should not be beaten again. As a matter of fact, they will now, they will now say, well, in life, things happen. So when you, when you go to school and you're talking about corporal punishment, that is not a conversation because the people who you are telling not to cane, they were caned. And they have come to believe that caning is the way forward. You see how entrenched is that? It's entrenched because 80% of the personality of the child is formed between a zero and six. And so we are talking about adults, 30 years old, 40 years old, 50 years old, and you are now telling them another gospel. A strange gospel saying that they should not be children. It's tough. So what do we do there? We change the thinking of people. So ladies and gentlemen, this is my journey. This is how I've come to where I am today. And so my conversation today, first of all, is that you check yourself. You that you want to protect children, we need to check ourselves. What kind of childhood do we do we have? Have we renounced the crisis of that childhood or we are still carrying it as badges of honor? Something that is critical, something that is important, something we must embrace and we carry it around and say and boast about it. When you go to Facebook now, you discuss corporal punishment, you will see comments that people are going to be making. Comments, you know, eulogizing an experience that was painful 
an experience that 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 made them suicidal, an experience that chased them away from home, they will say, no, it was a good experience. I'm also going to do it to my children. So this is my point to you. Where are you in the equation today, ladies and gentlemen? Where are you in terms of preservation of childhood? Thank you.